This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. If you have been following us, we've been talking about overcoming the forces of darkness, right? Hallelujah. For about two weeks now, and... (laughs) We've been checking the word of God and what the word of God says about this subject matter because it's a serious thing and then it can be very misleading if you don't let the Bible guide you into how we should intrude into this subject matter. So we are moving a step forward today and I want to talk about spiritual warfare. (laughs) Amen. You remember some of the scriptures we've been talking around. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 is very uh, important for everybody to not only memorize, meditate on, and you must know that scripture very well. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil. Mm. I started talking more about this on Wednesday. Neither give place to the devil. That means it's up to you whether to give place to the devil or not. Do, we can put it this way. Do not give place to the devil. It also means that Jesus Christ conquered Satan and gave you victory. And he's saying that give no place. So it looks to me like, let's say you are inside a building and the Bible is saying that there are windows, there are outlets that the devil can come in through. Don't let him come in. Now, again, the word of God says resist the devil. And what will happen? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The idea of resist, it simply means take your stand against the devil and he will flee from you. Now, we explain from the beginning why we are talking about this because of a lot of anti-scriptural stuff going on in the African church that has no basis in the word of God. And once you fight any battle that is not... or once you fight in any way that is not the way the Bible says you should, you get into trouble. So there are folks all over Nigeria in particular, and then Africa by extension, they think, they measure the strength of the ancestral spirit, or whatever name they call them, that are militant against their family, and they think that maybe if we fast for 21 days, see, you are going to get into trouble. When you try to fight the devil with your prayer, when you try to fight them with acrobatics, no, the only one that could fight the devil already fought him and defeated him. So that's why the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, stand in the liberty. There is a liberty you've been given. They call. So this one that we started with, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, that says, uh, we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. And Ephesians 4, 27, that says that, give no place to the devil, and then of uh, uh, Ephesians 6, 12, where we read, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against power, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. You remember, and 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are married through God. There is something, and we are going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 10 in a while. What we get from these scriptures the idea we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The, 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 you need to understand the kind of battle the Lord is talking about. It's not that 
we are wrestling with the devil. So we wear gloves or boxing. <laughs> you know, he carries us and we carry him. <laughs> then he slams you, then you slam him. The idea of wrestling with the devil in Ephesians chapter 6 is that Jesus conquered him and gave you victory. But the Bible says you should be careful against the wiles, the tricks of the devil. He's going to come in to try to dispute that victory and subtly take it away from you. So the warfare, the real warfare, is standing against your territory being invaded by the devil. And I'm going to show you, I will talk more about this second service. It is done in two ways. When we talk about warfare, it is not causing ancestral spirit. It is not attacking, oh, 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 I feel sorry for a lot of folks. And you, you get to ask. I got born again about 25 years ago when I was secondary school as a young boy under scripture union. You begin to ask that is the body of Christ backsliding or what by the day? I told them on Wednesday. I saw on YouTube somebody pointed Coca Cola and Phantom people said and said they're anointed for sweetness. Oh God. And they put their head, put their head. I hope to get their second service. I'm going to tell you if a prophet says that if you don't come for prayer, this and this will happen to you. I'm going to teach you, if you don't stand and reject that statement, those things will start happening. Not because it's speaking under God's inspiration. It is spirit of divination at times. Are you following me? So there are many Christians now, they are in Baptists, they are in the, they want to redeem, they are in this gospel church or the other, but they have a prophet, they go and see another church. I feel sorry for a lot of people. What has happened to people praying by themselves? What's the problem? Somebody gets another two more years, no baby. Somebody's bringing one water, prayed for. All these things you cannot find in the Bible. You will bring idolatry into your life when you submit yourself to such stupid things. And this thing is going on and on. And people's faith have been overthrown by the day. They don't have faith in what they can do. How they can pray by themselves again. They have to see one man. You know, I've been sharing this. I've been receiving messages upon messages. Many times, those who send messages, a lot of people watch us online, those who don't even come to this church, and during the week, can I say, they come to see me. And it's amazing how ignorant of the things of the spirit people have. If you are there to fight Satan, you are in trouble forever. From the perspective of we are fighting. So you think that three days dry is nothing, or you do seven days dry. Satan, oh, oh like I, I, I saw one. They even brought my church to the church. Caught the enemy and everybody was caught in the ground. Effort in futility and stupidity. It's painful. And you know, Satan can never attack you until he puts fear first. So when it's, ah, you are talking about Bible and so on, I'm telling you, you need to be serious with your life. Ah, you see, all these spirits, and when they put fear in you, then you start responding. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to. Listen to me very clearly. And that's why we'll be looking at this subject matter. Maybe we look at one character in God's word today, first service, but I really want to explode on some serious things, second service. But you know, let's stay the foundation. Don't worry. If you are for first service, just get the message. Messages are free. Just get it. Okay? And those are second service will get the first service message also, so they are free. Are, are you following me? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let, let's even start from Second Corinthians chapter... 10, verse 4, to begin to understand these things. The Bible says, for we, our, the weapons of our warfare are not what? Number one, you must know that these weapons are not warfare. They are not carnal. In fact, 
uh, uh, like I said earlier, there must be this understanding in every Christian that Satan has been conquered. I need to say that almost hundred times. That's why the Bible says, you are more than worth. Jesus is the conqueror because he conquered Satan. Now, he gave that victory to a church. And when he's talking about spiritual warfare, what he's saying is that here is the victory. Guided jealously. The enemy you are dealing with, I have stripped him of his power, but he is very tricky. And he comes in trophy. Last week, I explained to you things that must not be found in your life because they are going to create a crack for the enemy to come in. We spoke about rebellion. We spoke about objects dedicated to the devil. You remember? Hallelujah. This is why there can be spiritual activities around families where the parents go for charms. Some things we rob up, we have fed the children. Whether they are involved early or not, except they get born again and take their stand. So all that the Bible is asking a Christian to do when it comes to the devil is to take a stand. So I want us to read from 1 Peter. Then we go on. The Bible must be our guide. 1 Peter chapter... Where, where is that? Resist the, uh, resist the devil. James 4, 7. That's resist the devil. Then 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter... Is it 4, 7? Now that talks about um, your, your adversary Satan is running like a lion. Seek him home to devour. Where is that scripture? 1 Peter 5, 8. And then we'll read James 4, 7. Also, I want us to read. Look, look at, we come back to this in a while. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because, what is mean of being vigilant? This is not a language of somebody. Now, who is supposed to be vigilant? The owner of the house or the thief? It is the owner. You are the one to watch. Because the thief can break in when you are sleeping. So that means something already belongs to you. Because your adversary as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom to devour. Now look at the next verse. Whom resisted fast in faith. The idea of resist. This phone belongs to Dr. Ebele. I just took it from his pocket. As long as the phone is with him. I am not, you cannot say I'm resisting taking the phone from a belly. The phone is not with me, it's with him. Now, he, the language applies more to him. He can resist me from taking his phone. Is that correct? So if I try to take his phone and he says, no, you can't take my phone. He is the one resisting me. Not, I, I'm not the one resisting him. Now, the Bible says resist the devil. That means the inheritance is with you. The victory is with you. He is the one coming from outside trying to take it. And the Bible says, give no place to the devil. That means it's up to you whether he takes it or he does not take it. Did you get that? Yes, Is that straightforward enough? Yes, because the way brethren pray, the destiny is with the devil. They are the ones trying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? The victory is with the devil. African prayer. They are the ones trying to take it. But the Bible says, they must know what the Bible does not know. Now, James 4, 7. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I love to move very fast, Cody, but at times, I, I feel by the Spirit that I should pause. You must see this and you must understand this. It's possible that there are some of you listening to me now. Somebody is still praying over soap and water and giving you and you are, oh, 
You will never be a man of faith that way. You will never. You will never. When by your faith you conquer something, you are made for life. You become a strong Christian. So why do we have many Christians in these last days in Nigeria, a very weak body of Christ? It is because of this thing happening. Are you following me? Submit yourself therefore to God. We talked about the part of submitting yourself another day. Resist the devil. And what will happen? Everybody say it together. There is a guarantee under the sun that when the devil is resisted, he has no choice but to flee. And how is he resisted? I want to show you where this battle takes place. So when we say spiritual warfare, it's not about calling the names of oh, all the demons in, and then, oh God. One day I was, <laughs> I told some people yesterday, I was watching a guy in the, it's like a town, like a village somewhere, somewhere, you know. And he, was, he wanted to show the level of his anointing and grace. And that's why I hate to talk about things like this. It's amazing. And then they put camera, they said they should record. There was about several of them in the church. And he was uh, talking to a demon in the girl. I believe the girl was not posted. They were just punishing the young girl. What have you done to her? For he loved the girl. And the guy just said, you are mad. Talk. You are crazy. Talk. Under the anointing? Then eventually the girl said, okay, I've stopped her from marrying. Say, so you see, you see, you see power. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> it's open. Amen. Anyway, are you following me? <laughs> Resist the devil and he will flee. Now, first Samuel chapter 10, verse 4. I want us to look at something. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, again, every single time I talk about this, I am stressed. I am moved to stress the aspects. As the prophets of God called by the Spirit of God emphatically, yes. But a man of God should not tell you something that bears no witness with your spirits. Because a man of God is not God. So even if I tell you something and there's no witness in your spirit with what I'm saying, drop it and go away. That is New Testament gospel. Are you following me? And no prophecy will put fear into you. And there is nothing under the sun. Like this is the person, if this man does not pray for you, your case, there is nothing like that. Just like there's nothing like if you don't marry this woman, that's the end of your life. Are you following? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The ways of a Christian, the way of a Christian is not like that. And bless God, it's not like that. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, no man can say, except I pray for you, your case is sealed. You must be Jesus Christ himself. Look at this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God in pulling down of what? Saying loud and clear. What are the strongholds? Casting that word. Everybody say it. What's the next one? What's the next one? Everybody say every thought. Can you see this line here? He said, the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty. But what do we attack with this weapon? 
Beelzebub? No. What do you attack with this weapon? Imaginations. Thoughts. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge. Other kind of knowledge. Other, any other knowledge outside Christ. He said, bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. That means your thoughts must align with the word of God. This is the highest power of Satan in people's life. The way they think and the way they talk. I'm going to talk about talking the next time. But let, let's see this. You know, that's what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. I want us to read. Are you following me? Guide your hearts. Oh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Guide your hearts with what? For out of it are the issues of life. Out of it. Jesus must be our perfect example. When Jesus faced Satan face to face, what kind of battle took place? Exchange of words. If thou be the son of God, the greatest battle of your life also will come this way. It is not in dreams. Look, get what I'm saying. And evil dreams will disappear. Get what I'm saying. Negative patterns in family will disappear. This is the real warfare. This is what people don't know. And I'm going to share this second service. But let me show you a bit of this. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. This is where we start getting to. I'm trying to. I need to lay foundation and be sure you are getting what I'm saying. Daniel chapter 10 verse 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's start from verse 1. But we are really going to verse 12. Are you following me? Okay. I will say something now where I will begin with later. Then said, in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, it thinks was not the word Cyrus, king of Persia. A thing was revealed to Belshazzar, and the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. Some things can be true, but they can take time. Some promises can be true, but they can take time. The time was long. Now, I want to show you when promises are taking too long to be fulfilled. You can learn something from what happened to Daniel. Now, the Bible says that he understood the thing and he understood the vision. Next verse, verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. We will get there, but not today. The importance of fasting and prayer. At the end of the day, the greatest job that fasting and prayer will do is to get you to hear a word from God, get you to align with God's platform for your spirit, it is not that we use fasting and prayer to destroy demons. We use fasting and prayer to put ourselves in a position where the operation does not come around us again. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is a difference between trying to use something to fight something or using something to put yourself in the right place you should be. Once you go the first way trying to fight, you are trying to do what Jesus has done already and you get into trouble. If you could fight the devil, Jesus didn't need to come to do it anyway. So why did he come? Okay, let's read. He said, I ate no pleasant bread. So Daniel fasted for 21 days, three through weeks. Verse 4. And in the fourth, four and twenty-eighth day of the first month, I was by the side of the great river, which is Edekel. Then I lifted up my eyes and looked. Behold, a certain man clothed in Nineveh was gathered with, and he saw a vision, verse 6, an angel, his body was like burial and 
like that must be a special angel. You understand who this guy was later. Next verse. I, Daniel, saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quake fell upon them so that they, they went away. All of them were standing by the river. What is this? Is a, a gift that you call open, this is what you call open vision. And so there are different types of gifts. You have trance, you have dreams, you have open vision, and you have spiritual vision. This one was an open vision. All they were standing physically by the river, and there was a kind of earthquake, and an angel appeared, and the rest of the guy ran away. But Daniel stood. He was able to stand that level of glory because he was fasting for 21 days. But we get into all that later. Are you following what I'm saying? Next verse. Therefore, I was left alone, and I saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me. Next verse. Yet I heard the voice of the word. And when I heard the voice of his word, then I was in a deep sleep on my face. Verse 10. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hand. Next verse. And he said to me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to thee. Stand upright, for I am now sent to you. And when he has spoken this word to me, I stood trembling. Verse 12. And he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you did set to understand and to chasten yourself, that is to fast before God, thy words were hide. What's the next word there? For what? Next verse. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. I hope to get to Balaam on the mountain second service, but listen to what is happening here. It's a story that many of you are familiar with. Now, the angel came and he told Daniel on the, after fasting for 21 days. He said, the day you knelt down to pray, answer was sent. But as I was coming with the answer, now you must understand, every Christian must understand that there are three heavens. Second Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talked about being caught up to the third heaven. If there is a third heaven, there must be first heaven, and there was second heaven. Theologically, the atmospheric heaven above us is the first heaven. The second heaven is a spiritual heaven witty and forces of darkness, negative and positive, they dwell. The third heaven, we Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, is the one where the Almighty God is. Now, this is the issue. If any answer is coming from God to the earth, since God is in the third heaven, it has to pass through the second and the first heaven. So when Daniel began to pray, an angel was sent. Later, I would discover that this was Angel Gabriel talking. As he was coming with the answer, when he left the third heaven and got to the second heaven, the prince of Persia, what Daniel was praying for had to do with Persia, and the prince of Persia was a demonic spirit in the category of wicked spirit in heavenly places in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. And this spirit was so powerful that he stopped Angel Gabriel for 21 days. There was no winner and there was no loser. Gabriel had to call heaven. Heaven had to send Michael to scatter the guy so that Gabriel could pass and to bring the answer. So when he appeared, he started telling Daniel that, sorry, I'm late. From day one, God sent the answer. Prince of Persia fought me for 21 days. And he ended up saying, now, you know what? Michael is still fighting now. When I'm going back now, the fight continues. This explains what happens at times, why promises are delayed. But for this lesson that we are looking at this morning, one thing you need to get yourself acquainted with is that the angel told Daniel that what brought... Are you following me? He said, I have come because of thy words. I have come because of thy words. Revelation chapter 12. Are you following me? You can never speak correctly as a Christian if you are not a man of prayer. 
You will speak doubt. You will speak fear. You will speak unbelief. And this is where prayer is important and fasting. All this, you know, you, you can't fake faith. But the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. Faith is connected to prayer and fasting. Real faith. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, what the Bible says is that above all, take unto yourself the shield of faith with which you shall quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. I'm going to talk about second service. How we break the edge. For the Bible says, he that breaketh the edge, the serpent will bite. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8. And that's what I'm going to talk about. But let me stop on, I'm going to stop on that. I'm going to, I'm going to stop on um, Revelation. Look at this, verse 11. Or let's start from 7. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. You know why I'm taking time to lay this block by block? Nigerian church must go back to the Bible and people must know the Bible. It's as if the more we are multiplied as we said, and Satan does not have a problem with us at all if we don't know the Bible. The knowledge of the word of God is scarce. Sometimes you sit down, you weep. I told you many times, when I hear the freezer man talking and abusing churches and abusing pastors and saying that people take him up on Facebook, they take that and they are just abusing him. They say he left his wife and they could not engage him theologically. Every time the guy talks, I see too many loopholes. He does not know the Bible. He doesn't know the Bible. But he's overthrowing the faith of some and some pastors cannot even answer him. Rather, they'll be abusing the guy. Don't abuse his personal life. Answer him scripture for scripture. Some people are challenging him before he ran away. When he sees a point that knows the Bible, but you know, I, I don't blame him and I'm, I'm not saying, uh, but, but the part is that what makes it painful is that an average Christian does not know the word of God. When people criticize pastors on Facebook, you see Christians, all the Christians say, don't judge, don't judge, don't judge. <laughs> that doesn't work nowadays. Can you build a solid point from the Bible to defend what you are saying? An average Christian cannot. I've told many of you here. You, many of you are like that here now, so you are wearing trousers, ladies. You don't know from the Bible why you think it is right to wear trousers. You are wearing it because you are naturally, and naturally, there are women wear trousers. So if you call you now and say, Sister, you are wearing trousers, you are going to hell. You can't defend yourself scripturally. You only wear because you are in a church where they wear. Should I set you free? <laughs> what about if I'm deceiving you? A rapture apples. And God says, all oh, wearing those are they are not going. What are you going to do? Because you are wearing it because you are in the church where they wear it. You don't know what will you say to God. If God says, okay, trousers are not allowed in heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, this is how ignorant we are. We do things that our churches are doing without having convictions from the Bible. And that is dangerous. So the day your church is missing, you'll miss it along. Are you following me? So all the ladies wearing trousers, why are you wearing trousers? No, okay, some of you are not wearing it right now. But you wear it normally. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what, what are your reasons? How do you defend yourself? See, the scripture they use in Deuteronomy 22. Have you read before? Maybe in three minutes you just say Deuteronomy 22. That a woman does not wear what a man... Can you give us Deuteronomy 22? Can we go into that a little? Let me just... You know, because I say this a lot, but I'm not... I should give you... <laughs> Amen. Thou shalt not see, thank you, the woman shall not wear which pertaineth to a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment for all who do so abomination unto the Lord. When I 
you know, the guy that came to argue me when I was serving as a copper and captain, when he, he said, so I was working in NPC, the guy came and he said, uh, I said, oh, fantastic. So it, number one, all of them who have ever met me, they don't know where that scripture is in the Bible. So I start by helping them out. I said, I said, where is that in the Bible? He said, I know it's in Deuteronomy. So I said, I know it's in I said, let me help you. It's in Deuteronomy 22 from verse 5. I said, hey! The naughty boy should have thought about it that somebody that is helping you to pinpoint the scripture you are looking for will no speak to with. Then he opened it. He said, he said, look at this, it's there. I said, can we read further? I said, the same chapter, verse 6, verse 7, verse 8. When you build a new house, thou shalt make. <laughs> Let's leave that one. Verse 9. I, I want to get to one. Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with diverse seeds. Interestingly, that guy was in a Greek when he was in school. I said, have you practiced mixed farming before? He said, yes. I said, the Bible said, thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with diverse seeds. You are as guilty as a lady wearing trousers. But that's not the main one. Let's look at the next verse. This one is more serious. Thou shalt not... Go on, next one. Where he said that, thou shalt not wear garments of diverse sorts, as of woolen and linen together. Show me a man that the material of your trouser is the same as your shirts, if you are not wearing anything. Can you stand? The Bible says you shall not wear two different materials together. This is one material. It's different from this one. The guy stood before me, he was wearing, sorry, bless you, sit down, thank you. The guy stood before me, he was wearing China shirts and was carrying khaki trousers and was telling me that women are guilty of wearing. So when I showed, he had never seen this scripture before. I said, thank God it's in the same chapter. That you shall not wear a clothes made of two different materials. Ah, he looked at himself. And I now added, I helped him to put a little further. And remember, the Bible says, if you are guilty of one, you are guilty of one. <laughs> so the guy. Over 400 laws were given to the Jews. They were not permitted to shave. You go to Baba, you come out of Baba, Baba shop, and you are telling women not to wear. Over 400 laws were given. Number one, you are not a Jew. That, is, that has nothing to do with salvation. I will not go in deeper than that. But Acts chapter 15, when for the first time the Gentiles got born again, the salvation started with Jews. When Paul went for a missionary journey and Gentiles got born again, some people went to meet them and told them that you must be circumcised. And the apostles decided to sit down in Jerusalem to weigh the matter. And they concluded by saying that, let the Gentiles not keep the law we are keeping. Three things, only three things they should do. Abstain from sexual immoralities, abstain from idolatry, and things are to do with things with the blood. He said, if you do those three things, you are free as a Gentile. All of you are Gentiles. Even Jewish leaders recognize that Gentile Christians should not keep, and some Gentile Christians. <laughs> you don't get that? Are you with me? In Jerusalem, that the Paul was there, James was there, Peter was there, and they all concluded. That the only thing Gentiles need to keep, let them not commit adultery, let them not do idolatry, and it's still the same thing God is telling people to them, stay away from blood. They say if they do those ones, they are okay. They even omitted circumcision. Now we have pastors and churches telling people that they should keep the Jewish law. Some of those people eat pork. So where this was a lesser offense under Moses' law than to help to eat pork. Pork was for they will stone you to death for eating pork. Here we are Christians eating pork and they are saying that ladies should not wear trousers. Law. Law can never help any man. 
Have I helped some people today? You know, in spite of the scriptural analysis I did, there are churches, they will still get angry with me. Only that they cannot show from the word of God that I am wrong. But their doctrines are so powerful on them that they will still say, eh, okay. <laughs> you know, when people do our point, they just get angry. Are you with me? Yes, is, some, is somebody hearing my voice? Yes, are you blessed? Yes, I hope I've, I've helped some ladies. Uh-huh. <laughs> what the Bible talks about your dressing is that you should dress modest, in a modest way. That's all. That's why those who also review their clipping and everything, you are wrong. If you wear nonsense, nonsense is in your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart. Why do you want, the one that bothers me most is how people put their breasts on their wedding day. I don't understand what you want us visitors to see on your wedding day. That which is meant for you and your husband. What is the problem? That even Christian ladies, some have not invited me for their wedding because of what they plan to wear. Yeah, it has happened about that. Means I've, I've, I've had friends, Christian friends, because they know me, me I will talk. So, of what, of what, why are you doing what you are doing? You know why you are doing it? The word is yet to be removed from your heart. You are still trying to show your friends what you are capable of doing. You want to dance with the word. And the hypocrisy of many Christians, that's why a pastor should be bold. When the, when the uh, prince was getting married, Every actor, every actress invited dressed decently for the king and the queen. But they cannot do that for Jesus Christ. Everybody complied. Look at how the woman dressed. I said, thank God for this woman. I don't even know if she's born again or not, but at that highest level, they just showed the world that this is not fashion, it is madness. So if the people that are dictating pace in the world got married and dressed decently, what is wrong with other people? So why can't you just cover that thing very well. We are a very beautiful wedding garment, but don't show us your... We are not interested anyway. It's getting common nowadays. Almost every Christian wedding you attend, you can't tell the difference. It is wrong. If I'm the only one saying that, we keep saying it is totally wrong. It means that your heart is yet to be circumcised. You are yet to be dealt with. You still want to go the way of the world. And of, of what use? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. What do you have to lose if you are properly dressed on a wedding day? What do you have to lose? Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Okay. I know that some people listening to who are saying that that's your own. Hallelujah. Let's read Revelation chapter 12. So let's start from verse 7. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Yes, I'm going to be sure that you are standing on the right foundation. Amen. There was war in heaven. Everybody say war. So, if there was war in heaven, there can be war anywhere. Are you hearing me? This is why, when you are tried, it's not time to say that, ah, Moshe, what is going on? You know, the, 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 what people say when they are going through tough time? Satan doesn't attack you because you have committed sin. So, sometimes when things are not going on, don't say, yeah, it is possible that you might have strayed. You might, have not, you might have neglected a personal instruction that God has given you. When you do that, it will affect things. But if you scan yourself and it's not so, that you are living right does not mean that you will not be attacked. But you must know what to do. So, let's follow the pattern here. There was one in heaven. Michael and his angel fought. And the dragon fought also. 
When the devil is portrayed as dragon in the Bible, he's talking about his highest authority. He is either portrayed as a serpent. When you talk about demons, talking about scorpions. So Jesus, I give you power over scorpion, serpent, and scorpion. Satan is the ancient serpent. But when he's portrayed as dragon, it's at his highest level. So now he took his highest battle to heaven, and the angels fought. How did they fight? Next verse. And prevail none. Neither was a place found any more in heaven. Hey, remember where we started from? Give no place to the devil. So, this is the reason why the Bible says, Thy kingdom come. What's the next word? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is that true? In the Lord's prayer. That means God wants you to copy something in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, Lucifer will be dealt with on earth also as they dealt with him in heaven. Are you following me? So, when you want to deal with devil, you check evil's pattern. Since the instruction in the Lord's Prayer says, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, how did they do it in heaven? The Bible says, he fought in heaven, he prevailed not, and they cleared the space. No place was found for him. And heaven is saying to you that you to give no place to the devil. So, how? Next verse. The great dragon was cast out. The old serpent called the devil, Satan, which deceived the old world. He was cast to the earth with all his angels with him. Oh, at the end of this service, in the name of Jesus Christ, there will not be any oppression of darkness in any area of your life. Amen. Your finance, Amen. your family, Amen. the bond between husband and wife, in the name of Jesus Christ, your children are covered, your home is covered, in the name of Jesus, shout a louder, Amen. Amen. We forbid accidents on the road. In the here. Wherever you are, Amen. He guides you Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Look at it. And the Bible says, I heard the loud, loud voice in heaven saying, Now is come salvation and strength. He said, For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. So this is what, guys, just to say that, all criticized don't know. There is a ministry. You are either one of these two ministries. Intercession or accusation. People who really pray for other Christians, don't speak evil of them. Those who talk, do nothing. Anybody you see publicly speaking against churches, tearing it down, is not a friend of the church. They are enemies of the cross. When Jesus was going to save Paul, and Paul fell down, he got up. Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? He did not say, why are you persecuting my people? An attack against the church is an attack against Jesus Christ himself. Are there wrong things in many churches? Yes. Almost all. Almost all of us. One way or the other. See, the truth of the matter is this. There are genuine ministers following God faithfully. When you start attacking, you put everybody to die. Secondly, the best way you can be different is to be different. Not to attack. All the ministers I know, I will not come and ask, but people who do that that I know personally, who say things about that people, check their own life, full of errors, mistakes, and many terrible things. But they think God has called them to rebuke everybody. Amen. If there is something erroneous going on in the church and you are a pastor, trust God that error will not be in your own ministry. But your assignment is not to be calling names and be talking about that people. When you do that, you lose your own spiritual authority and you go into error eventually you are going to repeat the mistakes you are criticizing others about. That's the truth. Why don't you do that which is right? Eventually everybody will follow you. They will. Amen. They will. 
You can't deceive God's people for a long time. You can do it for a while. After a while, their eyes will be open and they will stop following you. Yes. So if there are ministers in Nigeria deceivable using the name of the Lord, it's just a matter of time. Number one, you are doing something very dangerous. If you use the name of the Lord to deceive people, the Lord will make sure you and your family will never get free from it forever. So it's a warning to ministers. So God is watching. Amen. All I do if I'm in a church and I see a runner spirit just to pack my bag and leave. You are free to, but I won't stay there and be saying things. Why don't you just get out of the place? The days of offering and finials on the altar, they are, they, are, they are measured. They will take offering forcefully from people and they were sleeping with women in the church. But the two of them died in one day. If you were there in the tabernacle, you would think, God, you can't fight for God. He was watching offering and finals. They seemed to be getting away with it for a while. Ladies will come and fast and pray. They will go and rape them and sleep with them. And if there are ministers that taking advantage of young ladies in the church and everything, it's just a matter of time. The judge of the old world will not let you go down well with such things. But it's not yours to start throwing tantrums, start fighting and be saying things. You are not the Almighty. The one whose name they are messing up will deal with them in due course. God has his own system of justice. That's the truth. It will be a weak judge. If people use his name to do evil and they get away with it, then it's not qualified to be called the Almighty God. Can a man fight for God? Having to realize that in this same Nigeria, churches have been before that nobody even knows their name again. Ministers have been on TV, they were so popular. Now, if they mention that nobody knows them again, God is able to erase anybody. Yes. And I usually say that the volume of every pastor's microphone is in the hand of God. The day you start talking nonsense, it will switch you off. No matter how big you think you are, people will not even know that you are in there. I went to one particular church, I used to be one of the biggest one time. They were not up to 30 again in the church. And when I saw the man, he said, an embodiment of sickness. Embodiment of sickness. Two people were taking him to work like this, yet he was healing people one time. God knows what he's doing. When Obna and died, even their father refused to warn them, also fell backward and all them died the same day. So anybody who knows God will not fight for God. Hope somebody is hearing that. It is natural to want to criticize and talk and talk, you know. <laughs> I heard a loud voice in heaven saying salvation. So the accuser of the brethren, last verse, or next one, that's the last one I want to read. Verse 11. This is where we are really going. Amen. How did they overcome? And they overcame him by what? And the next one. Are you getting what I'm saying? They did not overcome. By shouting, oh yeah, we burn you. We throw acid on you. By the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. And the Bible said that it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You also, you are going to dislodge Satan from your space. Also, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. We are going to get into this. I will show you how Balaam broke the edge. How Israel broke the edge. Balaam tried to cause them. It did not work. There is an edge around you. I will show you how you can break it and the enemy can come in. But outside that, you have nothing to worry yourself about. Greater is he that is in you than the one that is in him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you stand in the victory of Christ, you might have incisions on your body that native doctor put there before you got born again. Now you are born again. If any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. It's time to stand and proclaim it. When you do, the effect of that stuff is nullified. You don't need to go to a man to do deliverance for you. Some might need it, but it's a, when your faith is weak, 
we can help you and do that. But I am telling you that the greatest deliverance is for you to know that Christ has set you free. There are people in this church that their mothers and grandmas, when they were waiting on God for the fruit of the womb, brought water to, brought things. And they told me, we told them, reject it, tell them. Reject it before they say, Mommy, I love you, but I can't take this. So that she will know. Because if you collect it and you hide it somewhere, they will still think you are encouraged. So if you get pregnant, they will think that because of what they gave you. So let them know you are not using it. So that when you get pregnant, they will know that God did it and they will lose faith in some things. It has happened to many, many people here. Trying to get a job, second man says, so Don't you go there. Now they got a job. One of them, a job has 700k per month. And then the parent look at the prophet. He didn't come to you now. He has the job. It's not to, but just to establish the fact that this is the kingdom of God. All these things, they will lead into error. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say, I'm delivered. I have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. In Jesus' name, I am free. I am free. There is no satanic activity allowed around me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I operate under the covering of the blood of Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I say it again, greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. I have overcome the world. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your Lift up your hands and just give me praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name. We give you praise. Oh, glory to your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. We honor you. Father, we bless your name. Father, we worship you. Take all the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. When I first got born again, I used to have terrible nightmares. Things appearing in the night. When I started receiving words like this, I will sit on my bed, and you will sit on your bed. You will tell Satan, if they bore you well, appear in my dream again, I will fry you alive. And the demons will go. Once you are embodied by the word of God, voice of darkness will leave you alone. There are many of you doing business. You have never trusted God that you can expand financially. You keep thinking that maybe I said one great man, one great prophet, and when you don't see a prophet on time, if your friend suggests something else, you go for it. This happening to some Christians. Do you have boldness that where you step into, Jesus steps there with you? Then step into your shop and your office tomorrow with the audacity of heaven and declare that the blessing of God is upon everything that belongs to you. When you rent an apartment, don't call me, don't call any pastor, come and pray over the apartment. Step in as a child of God, you are the high priest there. Say in the name of Jesus Christ, I sanctify this apartment. 
you have used the name of Jesus, all the demons will leave. That is the sweetest part. I have told you about the origin of demons, the origin of Satan from the word of God. I talked about the classes of demons. Now, we are going to talk about the power that a believer has in Christ. The authority. And now Satan fears this authority. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. A few times in my life, it happened like once or twice last year. And then maybe two years ago, because it doesn't really happen. I just noticed that I wasn't just getting money. <laughs> One of the afternoons I was there, there was nobody in the church. It's a very simple thing. And I know I'm a giver. I said, it has to be the devil. No other person. Yes, they arrange themselves and they block finances from government. They want to frustrate people's activity. Surely, if you are a lover of God, in three minutes, I just stood at the center of the church, and you found spirits of the devil organizing yourself, blocking my increase, working towards frustrate me financially. I bind you and I cast you away. I say this before everybody and before the angels. Of, I've said this without any. The two times I did that, within one hour and three hours, I got an alert on my phone. Within one, because there must be a sign that they've been dislodged immediately. I wasn't looking for the sign. If I didn't get an alert, I wouldn't be bothered. I was sure that when I issued that command, what I do at times is that I will walk around praying in tongues to be steered in my spirit. And I'm going to talk to you maybe next week about how to get steered in the spirit. We just don't speak. We wait for the anointing to move. Under the petrol, we not burn anything. And when you use match and you try to burn this chair, you know it won't burn. By the time you light the match and throw it on the chair, it will all the chair little boy to go off. Are you, are you following me? If you want the chair consumed, pour petrol, then put fire, then it will go. So many times, many of you put fire, but there's no petrol. After you put petrol, but there's no fire. It's the combination of these two, the spirit and the word. We speak when the spirit is moving and it catches fire. Amen. Hallelujah. See, the enemy is not as strong as evil portrayed to be. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.